Hello, and welcome to the Network Collective Community Roundtable. Today, we have Denise Fishburne, John Frazier, and Trey Asplund. They're all joining us to discuss the value of mentorship and share some tips for early career development. So whether you're in need of a mentor or think mentoring might be something valuable for you to do, join us as we explore what mentorship can look like in a networking career. Sponsoring today's episode is Cumulus Networks. Cumulus makes networking software for the open, modern data center. They're doing some cool things in the networking software space that we'd like to tell you more about later in the show. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, Let's just start right in. Uh, So who here has personal experiences with mentorship? Uh, Have you had a mentor? Have you been a mentor? And what did you learn along the way? I've, uh, I've been both, both the mentor and the mentee. All right. So, so what is your what has your experience been like? Right, Russ, Russ, is, Russ is already like ah. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just thinking, John. When you were the mentor, did they walk away from it unscathed? Yes, actually. Uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the most powerful references that I've got um, is from one of the first people that I mentored. Um, and it was it was actually very humbling when. Uh, when he posted this, uh, this recommendation for me on LinkedIn. But uh, what I found between being the mentor and the mentee is that I enjoy being the mentor more. And I actually learn more, I believe, being the mentor than I ever did being the mentee because um, I'm very motivated to be able to answer whatever questions. And um, a lot of times, especially in, in the industry that we work in, um, you you run into stuff that you've not seen before and you know the person that you that you're working with is working on bleeding edge things uh so you've got to you've got to be on your game in order to uh to be valuable to them as a mentor are you talking about technical skills you're talking about career skills like what do you what do you mean by that because i mean i obviously we deal a lot with bleeding edge tech from a career perspective or from a technical perspective but do you think our career path is somehow different than other places that requires you know, some unique level of knowledge. Um, so in, in the, the case that I'm talking about, it was, it was a combination of both. Um, and it, it, it wasn't necessarily teaching, okay, well, you know, this is how you, you know, do MPLS trace route, or this is how you configure BGP or, you know, real time black holes. It was, it was more of, this is how I was able to solve this problem. Um, by thinking outside the box and, and by approaching things from a, from a different way than what you were taught to do. Um, so uh, a lot of it was just teaching people to kind of get out of their own way sometimes. And, and that might translate into, okay, well, a lot of us, you know, when you're very early in your career, um, it's intimidating uh, to have a boss and, and to have peers that are um, at, a, at a, a much higher experience level than you are. Um, but one of the very early lessons that I learned um, was how to manage up. And it's one of the things that I try to teach people. Um, it's, a, it's a skill that, uh, that comes in very, very valuable if your manager is manage, manageable. <laughs> that sounds like a big, big caveat, right? Yeah, I was going <laughs> mean, to say, but we touch on we touch on this yeah. in the uh, in the uh, 
business uh, IT, IT skills and communicating IT value to the business, right? We touched on the idea of managing up, but that is a common theme. I think anytime you talk about career. Um, yeah. Right. I, I think we start off, or at least I, maybe I'm speaking for myself. I started off my career with the idea that I'm going to be managed until I'm a manager. Um, and I learned very, very quickly that that wasn't true. Um, right. the, the best success is when we, we collaboratively worked, obviously, you know, with different series of responsibility, but it was my job to be, you know, a technical expert and guide to my manager. Right. So there was a level of that, but then there was also like, you know, managers, like they're just, there are people who've come through the ranks just like us, just looking to, uh, to, to, to do the right thing and communicating with them and expressing the things that you want and that you need and, you know, your vision for things can, can help them out immensely. So, so I think you said something else there, John, that's really important, which is being a newbie in particularly in the networking industry, which is nerd city and full of people who are, um, I don't know how to say this, Introverted? <laughs> no, uh, not just introverted. Egotistical? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, well, I mean, <laughs> lack, yes, egotistical. Lack of social skills? Lack of social <laughs> skills. But also, we all tend to be very persnickety, detail-oriented, hyper-focused on learning new things. And it's very, very easy to get overwhelmed when you walk into the door of a place, particularly when you're dealing with really senior people. So I think just getting people to go past that initial, oh, what am I doing here? I think I'm going to fall over and die because everybody expects me to know everything overnight uh, is really very valuable. Uh, and te- bringing people through that as a mentor, I think is really valuable uh, to the to the people coming in. So well, I, um, I think I think in a lot of ways, being afraid is is, is something that you can harness and, it, and it, it actually is a value add. Um, it, it keeps you humble and it, it also keeps you um, continuously learning. You know, the, the day that you become the smartest man in the world in the room is the day you need to change jobs because you're no longer learning from the people around you. I would because- definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I've actually been the mentor and the mentee. I think that um, uh, if we look first just out of college, uh, what I've noticed um, mentoring people just out of college and then also what my perception was coming just out of college, you're so used to that. I do a report. I get an A on the report. You know, there's this there's this uh, immediate feedback type thing that has to do with grade levels. And then you work in you walk into the <clears throat> you walk into the world and uh, there's a lot of things that affect your it's just it's just so radically different. So I think it's just there's there's a huge shift between college and then the world. Um, I think that's I think that's very hard for a lot of people. I see that a lot. Um, I had a very hard time starting at IBM with that. Fortunately, I was mentored by somebody. She kind of sort of just adopted me. Um, I had that like huge energy and um, everything, but she just kind of sort of adopted me and kind of sort of gave me the ropes of like working with working with people on my team. Right. And not necessarily because in college, it's like they didn't really uh, you know, back then they didn't really have us work with teams. It was very much, you know, do your work, do this, do that. And it's on a bell curve. So you're competing with everybody else and then getting into the the world, which is just so much different than college. I think there's a lot of adjustment. So I, I actually have done a lot of mentoring people. Um, who have actually just come out of college 
And so I see that a lot and that adjustment period of your boss, your coworkers, um, not necessarily having it be that scarcity mentality of if I help them and, and then trying to have them also understand that from my experience, um, if we actually help each other, then it's so much greater. Oh. And um, so I've been mentored a lot and mentee a lot uh, the, in different ways. The, the whole treating it as a team instead of an individual effort is is a very powerful thing. One of the one of the first jobs that I had coming out of the Marine Corps, um, I was lucky to have two very good mentors. One one was um, a real good friend of mine from high school that uh, had been working for Altel for a, a couple of years when I came out on board. And uh, my second was our regional director, uh, former professional football player named Joe Slayton. And Joe would constantly, you know, just call up and say, hey, how are you guys doing? You know, what's what's going on in the field? Um, is there is there anything I can do to help you? And, you know, if you want to have a one-on-one with me, if you're having a hard time getting along with somebody or if you're having a hard time solving a problem. And he was always there, but he, he continually reinforced that you don't have to like the people that you work with in order to work as a team with them. And so, yeah, so that, so Trey, let me, let me bring you in here for a second. Sure. I, uh, how long have you been at Cumulus Intact? Uh, almost a year now. Almost um, a year. Like okay. 10 months. Okay. And did you have a mentor? What, what, what is your, don't tell me John's your mentor. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to feel sorry for you. He's a lot better. He's a lot better than that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say we necessarily have uh, anything official or anything like that. Like nobody's assigned to you. Uh, When I was at Cisco, the whole idea was that, oh, you come in attack and you get somebody assigned to you. And that's not really how it is here. It's more of like the team environment where everybody helps everybody. And while it is kind of a mentoring relationship, it's not so clearly defined defined like, okay yeah it, it kind of shapes but bet- like it shifts between being the mentor and being the mentee on daily easily right. yeah so i would say that's actually my experience for the most part too, with most companies i've worked for and i would like to know when he started attack because i wasn't given a mentor it was like here's the phones and i know like, that's exactly know. what happened to me i russ, sat down russ there and were like, like russ and i were like wait a second we both yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey. go together at the same time and they, get, they said like, here's the phone here's your desk you'll get your documentation in a thing. couple of days <laughs> go, start taking cases that's right start taking cases <laughs> You you can borrow my the only mentoring i got was you can borrow my documentation until your copy comes in <laughs> But I, I do think that um, I am really happy about what you all do with the Network Collective because what you do is you give an environment where people can feel comfortable to say, you know what, I don't necessarily know the answers. Can I learn from you all as well? Yeah, um, I think that's I think that's really important in mentoring, right? Yeah. I think that's 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 like number one thing is that. Again, you have this this young, not necessarily young person, but somebody coming into your company, into your environment, and they may be really technically sharp or they may not be. It doesn't really matter. But they still don't know the tools. They still don't know how to compile the code. They still don't know where to find the code. They still don't know anything, right? They don't know how to get into anything. They don't know. You just can't assume that they know that stuff. And having somebody sit there and just say, it's okay to ask me dumb questions. 
is really, really important. Well, I think some of that goes back to what John was initially saying about how uh, how fear can kind of be harnessed. My experience at a couple other places that I've worked was uh, I didn't really have anybody who was willing to tell me, yeah, go ahead and ask stupid questions. So what happened was I would ask a lot of stupid questions. And then that fear of asking too many stupid questions is what drove me to go and learn things on my own and stop asking so many dumb questions. I, I strongly believe, and I know this sounds really stupid and very cliche, but I, I'm so sorry, Trey, that that happened. <laughs> uh, at, at, no, seriously, at any company, because um, there's some times where I'm not like the nice Denise, the nice fish. I'm like, I feel like slapping you, fish. I've never seen that. And yeah, trust me. Um, it's not the prettiest thing in the whole world. It's like fish becomes piranha. It's not true. I have but, seen that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> piranha. Um, but I really do believe that there are no, the, when people say, well, I can I ask you a dumb question? I'm like, you know, the only dumb question is if you don't ask me the question. I had a Marine okay. prove me wrong on that. Really? Okay, yeah. tell me. So I was, uh, I was teaching comm electronics at uh, MCCES at 29 Palms. And I had just finished saying, hey, the only stupid question is the question that you don't ask. Right. So this young PFC says, okay, can you tell me what kind of coax we use to connect to the satellites? And I looked at him and I was like, how did you get in my class? <laughs> but... Come on, John. It's long. Oh and it's, it's a it's really long, long, long. It's thin. Very, <laughs> it's so thin you can't see it. Yeah, that's how we tether them. It saves a lot on station keeping fuel. <laughs> so, okay, but I have a question. Seriously. Did he really not? I mean, was that a, was that a genuine question or it, was it just to be like, ha ha, there are dumb questions? Uh, with him, it's, it was hard to tell. Either way, it was you know, effective. I, it proved the oh, point. Yeah, yeah it, you know, it, he was he was a really smart kid, um, and and I want to believe that he was just trolling me. Okay. So I feel I feel you know, and, and I'm curious to get your guys' take on this. I feel like in our industry specifically. So when we talk about networking and technology, just in general, I, I feel like uh, because of the fact that everything is changing as quick as it is, that like a formal education is is is. It's kind of a, it's important, but it's not something that's going to prepare you completely uh, to work in this career. And then it just seems like without any level of experience of coming out of a formal education, like of how it actually works and without a formal, you know, uh, we're not like, we don't treat it like a trade either, right? We don't, we don't have apprenticeships and, and those types of things in the same way that other trades do. I feel like you're kind of left on an island. Add to the fact that if you're working in networking, I feel like a lot of networkers are on an island. And it's one of the things that I have found through my career is that, you know, usually when you talk about networking, there's one or two people at an enterprise, um, maybe a small team, but it's not a, it's not a big team. It's not like a help desk sometimes where there's like 30 people or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it becomes more restricted and your exposure becomes far less. This is why I think mentorship is so important. It's to, to Denise's point about why Network Collective even exists and we do this is because of the fact that I feel like there's a lot of islands of engineers out there who are just trying to figure this stuff out and we don't give them a lot of tools, which I think is why mentorship is so incredibly important. But how do you find a mentor um, if it's not obvious and apparent within your organization well, yeah. who's going to pick up that torch? Yeah, you bring up a good point there that there are a lot of organizations where there's only one or two people. And, you know, I'm going to say the cliche thing. Go to conferences. 
go to I don't local, think that's cliche at all. <laughs> go, go to local meetups, talk to people. And you know, be intentional when you approach someone out, you know, honestly. Uh, one thing that you need to be careful of here is that you don't want to pick the most famous person you know to be your mentor because the reality is they're going to be too busy to do a good job, just frankly, just to be honest with you. Um, so you want to pick somebody who will actually spend time with you and will actually help you in real ways. And not another thing I'll say is you just need to not just focus on technology and on how to configure this and how to f- configure that. If, if you're going to do technology is a great thing to do, but really pay attention to what it is you're learning, how you're learning, understanding the basics, things like this. I had the most amazing experience the other day. A guy, a guy, a guy told me, he said, I started looking at your new book and the problems and solutions book. And I just thought, I don't need to know any of this stuff. All I need to know is how to configure it. And I thought, now there's a poor lost soul that in five years is not going to be a network engineer any longer because they're going to be on the treadmill. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, go to conferences, go to local meetups, find people around you that can physically meet with you and hang out with you, or even on Zoom. I do mentor a couple of people over Zoom, by the way. Uh, I do meet with a couple of people regularly, and it is over a web conferencing system. So, Well, and to your point, I would say that uh, I have a friend of mine, actually, so I'm going to steal you, something from... I have I have a couple, just yeah, a, a couple. I think you have um, more friends than anybody I know in this industry. <laughs> a couple of friends. That's funny. <laughs> so I have I have a friend who is um, actually in one of those twelve uh, step programs, and so I'm actually going to steal something from her life. Um, in their environment, what they actually do is they actually pick someone who is a sponsor. And when you're looking for someone who's a sponsor, it's like a mentee type thing. And this 12 step, you know, it's been around for like 25 years. So apparently it works pretty well. So anyway, you go and you pick somebody. And what they suggest is you look for somebody who has what you're trying to get. Which is like, so that's what I do when I'm looking for someone. And I'll be honest, Amy, Amy, at Amy Engineer is like my mentee for the social world because I walked into the social world and I'm like, I don't know you all. I don't trust you all. So I just, I'm like a little puppy dog that just follows behind her because she said, stick with me and all. So she's like my, cause I, I saw her on Twitter and at the conference and I saw the way people talk to her. I saw the respect for her, for her job, um, just for who she is in general, the way people talk to her and everything. And I'm like, that's, that's the type of person I want to be out here. So she's the person that I use for that. Uh, and there's someone else, actually, um, she'll know him, Steve Moore. Um, is He's got like 12 patents. And what I use him for is, he can see business things and marketing things. And I just have to like sit down with him and have him explain to me um, certain things. But that's what I do. I, I go and I find people like what Russ was saying, go to meetups, go to conferences, but be intentional. Um, and, and so I'm going to just say some people's intent, admittedly, might be to Russ's point, pick someone famous so that I can be famous also. I've had that happen, right? 
Um, and, um, I want to be famous overnight. So if I pick you as my mentor, then, you know, you'll help me be famous overnight as opposed to looking for something from them. And if somebody comes to me and they're really looking for something from me and they're honest and pure and they really come to me, I will trip over and do absolutely anything uh, and, and will open up. So Trey, you know, call me. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's a good point though. I think the point is, the what we tend to do with mentor mentoring, minty mentoring things is we tend to the person walks up to you and says, I want to be your minty, I want you to mentor me. And you say, Okay, fine. So what would you like to talk about? And they say, I don't know. What would you like to talk about? Like, you're the mentor, you're guiding me. It really doesn't work that way, honestly. You know, it really works much better if you have a specific, oh, Russ, I'd like you to help me learn right. to write faster. Or I'd help you like you to help me learn, you know, routing protocols really well. Or, you know, I have people who hang out with me at the ITF. Anybody who goes to the ITF, in fact, I always make the offer. If it's your first ITF, please feel free just to hang out with me the whole time. There's no meetings I go to that are secret for the most part. If they are, I'll let you know and I'll kick you out. But for the most part, I don't go to secret meetings. I don't go to places that I can't invite you. Like if you want to go to the working group chairs lunch. I can invite you into the working group chairs lunch or the routing working group chat lunch or whatever. You can hang out and I'll introduce you to whoever I know and you can get to know people and I can tell you who they are and, you know, stuff like that. And so that's cool with me. That's fine. If, if you know, there's something specific, but if you're looking for a mentor, please try to be specific about what it is you want from that person so that they can actually help you because otherwise you're just wandering around in the weeds going, yeah, let me see. How about how if you read this this week? And, and another thing too, be willing to do the work that the mentor asks you to do if you're going to do it, right? One of the questions that I've always asked is, what do you want to get out of this? Right. You know, yeah. because every mentor-mentee relationship is different. There is no cookie cutter to it. And I also ask them to tell me, okay, in your opinion, how are we doing on, on this mentor-mentee relationship? Um, how can I help you more? Um, are, are, there, are there things that, uh, about how I'm, I'm approaching this that um, aren't effective because of maybe it's, it's your pet peeve when somebody does, you know, thing A, and it just happens to be a habit of mine. Well, if I don't know that that's something that annoys you, then it's, I'm, I'm not going to know to stop. Or if there's something that, that is, you know, significantly effective about means of communication with you or, and, and, and I don't know that, okay, well, saying you did a, a good job is that's good to you. But if I say, Hey man, you knocked it out of the park, then that makes you feel phenomenal. Well, I'm saying the same thing in essence, but it's a, it's, it's a matter of how you receive it. So, you know, it, having, having expectations from both sides yeah. um, really helps. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a bit jealous as everyone's in here talking, cause I've never had a mentor and, and some of it is pursuit and some of it, no, it's true, but it's all right. I mean, I kind of want to represent the other side of the coin here and say that, you know, um, in that I always worked in smaller shops. I was that person who was on an Island um, I had a bit of a different experience. It's like, I just want to share what my experience has been. I will say like, I didn't have like a formal mentor, but what I did is I did kind of what Russ said. And that was to go out and pursue people that I aspired to be. 
actually started a training of all things. I was at a training. I met a guy. That guy's like, hey, you should be on Twitter. Like there's all these, you know, all these networkers there. This was, you know, when Twitter had a great networking community, it still is a good community, but it's not as good as it used to be. Um, but like there was this awesome community, all that's going on. It's like, you should do this. I'm like, all right, well, I did that. And I started meeting these people online. Then you go to a conference, you meet them in person. And you start recognizing that these people are people who've done things that are impressive. And it's not that they're famous and it's not that they're, you know, what it's that they've accomplished things to a level that I didn't even know was possible, right? In my little world, I didn't even know what that level could look like. So then you show up and you'd be like, wow, I'd really like to learn how to do that. And so you either emulate or have conversations with them. And so I had lots of mentors, lots of little small mentors who had no idea that they were mentors is really what it came down to. I didn't formally ask them, but I pursued and, and tried to work um, to, to emulate some of the positive things that they did. Uh, I think it probably would have been a shorter path if I had somebody who was formally, I, I kind of wish I had pursued that. And I'm not pointing anybody. That's actually on me. I didn't even know to go do that. That's kind of why I want this show out there, right? I didn't even know I, sh I could go ask somebody, you know, in the industry. Cause I felt like I said, I felt like it was very, very, uh, very much on an Island and that there wasn't this community of people who, who are out there looking to do that. Um, so, I mean, if that's you, like if you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, that's me. Right. No, a, that that exists, but also know that it's not, you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be a formal thing to get started. Find someone that has done something that you think is great and figure out how they got there. Right. And start working towards that. And then try to find someone who would do it with you either as a peer or as a mentor, even better if it's a mentor, but even if it's a peer, just something to get you moving in that direction, because it's that, it's that inspiration really, I think that what comes from it. And then the guidance is what really helps if you can get a mentor. And I think at that point, I think this was a great point to uh, stop. Uh, we want to tell you about today's sponsor, uh, so we'll be right back in a minute. Cumulus Networks makes networking software for the open modern data center. It's the only open networking software that allows you to affordably build and efficiently operate your network like the world's largest data center operators, unlocking vertical networking stacks. When this is combined with something like NetQ, an operational fabric management tool, organizations can take advantage of deeper analytics and advanced telemetry to increase visibility across the network and ultimately reduce mean time to resolution. One of the cooler things that Cumulus Networks has done recently is they just launched a brand new certification program offering free resources, on-demand modules, live training, and even a certification exam. Would you like to explore becoming a Cumulus Certified Open Networking Professional? Head to CumulusNetworks.com slash certified to check it out for yourself. Again, that's CumulusNetworks.com slash certified. All right, guys. So what, what let's, let's get practical. I think we've kind of been a bit, you know, <laughs> ethereal and above and impractical, right? Not really impractical, but like, let's get, let's get practical about like, what is it? Uh, if you're, if you're a person who's looking for a mentor, if you're a person who thinks that, you know, a mentor would be valuable, what are the things that you should be doing? You know, what are some practical steps that someone who's looking for that relationship can do to make sure that that relationship is something that is, um, effective, that they get out of what they need and that, uh, and that there's, there's value there. So, so go back to the, what we said a, a bit ago, which is first of all, be very, very intentional about what you want out of the relationship. Don't expect the mentor to guide you, give you what you need to know, everything else. You actually need to come into it thinking this is, this is kind of what I'm looking for. This is kind of what I'm after. And that should guide who you're asking, right? Like, I mean, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, right? Yes, and I think that's really crucial. Actually, is to say, yeah, you know, I'm going to choose to ask this person to be my mentor because they have certain 
experience, skill, something they've done, like you said, Jordan, something they've done, something they know that is really important to me. Like this is something I think that I can learn from this specific person. And I think that's really important to, to get to that point. And I think Russ gave some practical examples of like, you know, go to meetups, join the network collective, meet people. Wow. Fish, am I going to owe you after this episode? You keep pitching yes. us. No, <laughs> no, but, but I just think, and I think I was actually going to say what you said before about the fact that you didn't have a mentor. Right. And I wonder if that is one of the reasons why you're so passionate about trying to bring this type of platform to people who are on those islands because you've been on one of those islands. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a big deal to me because of the fact that I, I had to kind of do it the hard way. Um, I think it took a little bit longer than, than what it needed. And, and, and having had that experience where I was able to meet and learn from and be inspired by people who had accomplished, you know, impressive things. I go, wait a minute. <laughs> if I had this from the beginning, <laughs> like how valuable would that have been? It, you know, rather than spending all that time on my own learning, you know, kind of learning the hard way. If I had someone who could, could have provided some guidance or, or provided their experience or just shared their thoughts with me who had a lot more experience than what I did. And that just wasn't the case. So yeah, that, there's immense value in that. And that is a big driver for why Network Collective exists. So, so I think, yeah, I think, I think, you know, the collective, the network collective meetups, conferences, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you're on Twitter with somebody, ask questions or even yeah. LinkedIn. Um, yeah, don't, them. don't, don't discard the, um, having virtual, yep. hanging out in virtual rooms or virtual spaces yep. at all. Cause I right. think that's, that's important as well. You can meet people and even if they aren't who you're going to mentor, you can ask them, um, ideas that they might have. Um, and, and, and they might have ideas or whatever specialty you're looking for. Right. I actually think also that if you, if you really, like we said, don't go pick the famous person that you know, cause they probably aren't going to have the time. And that's probably true, but I think that they would answer the question if you ask them, Hey, are you probably, if you don't have the time, that's all right. But is there somebody that, you know, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like, is there somebody that, you know, you can point me in the direction of somebody who, who you think would be good because I really admire this about you, whatever this is. And I appreciate the fact that you may not have the time to do this, but you know somebody who possibly could have the time who also would have those same characteristics. Because, you know, <laughs> we all know the people who are, who are pushing and aspiring and doing good things. Yeah. Like, I, I could point you in the direction of several people. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's yeah. not a... Absolutely. It, yeah. So don't, don't be afraid to ask that question. And it's, it's also important on the mentor side to know when you don't have the time to commit and be a good mentor to somebody um, it's, it's very important because you, you don't want to sour that person because, um, they were so excited to go do this thing and, and learn these, these skills. And then just because you just didn't have the time and you overextended yourself. So, you know, be kind and, and say no, sometimes you, you have to. I, I think, yeah, I think it's important on both sides of the equation that there's a cadence and that you figure out what that's going to be up front. Right. Like, and that should be part of that original conversation is like, how often are we actually going to spend time together? Um, is, if it's once a week, let's get it on a calendar. Right. Like, and it has to be important to both parties. It has to, you can't just drop it all the time. Right. Like it's got to be something that matters. So as a, as a mentor, you have to commit to it as a mentee, you need to have a, a, a reasonable answer about how, what you're expecting out of somebody. And then, you know, be able to, to negotiate that essentially right up front and say, you know, like, what's there? Because if you're, if you're, if you're really working with somebody who has a lot to give you, 
they have a lot to give to other people as well, including their jobs and probably some other responsibilities as well. So even, even for somebody who does have the time, they probably don't have limitless time. And so it's about, it's about finding that, that groove and making sure that you understand what's there. When I really think, um, from an, from a mentee perspective, I think anytime I've been in a, a mentorship situation, really, um, the, the, the mentor kind of puts a lot of the responsibility for scheduling, um, on the mentee because they, they want to be sure that they're committed, um, and come to, um, the conversation as a mentee with questions, you know, think about it ahead of time. Um, and, 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 you know, because a lot of times a mentor doesn't realize what they know and they don't really realize what you don't know. So if you can come to the, you know, I'm struggling with this or I have questions about how to do this, that can really help guide the conversation. Yeah. So another, another really practical suggestion, I think personally, is to come in with a project in mind or to help someone with a project, you know, they're already working on. Um, so I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, but I do a lot of co-authoring. And part of that, frankly, is mentoring people who want to get in the business of writing. And not just writing, but also doing presentations. And Denise can tell you, Fish can tell you all about the presentation game. But I will actually intentionally do that. I will say, all right, you know, go find somebody who seems smart and go work on something with them. And do the same thing as a mentee. Reach out to somebody and say, um, you know, I really want to get involved in X, Y, or Z. Could you work on this with me? And that gives you a goal beyond just, can you teach me X? Or can you introduce me to Y? And I think that relationships actually develop more times over common shared interest and in getting something done than they do over, can you teach me X or do Y? Whatever the case might be. That, that's at least what I find. Any other specifics for, uh, for mentees? Anything else you guys can think of that it's like, man, you should show up with that. And so we've talked about, you know, kind of having Are we a talking thing. finding them or so I would say one thing about um, mentees, like when I mentee somebody, um, I <clears throat> want to make sure we're kind of sort of a fit and that I can, that uh, I understand what they're looking for. I, to to Vaughn's point, I also make them schedule the theft stuff because I want them to have skin in the game and, um, and to have done, you know, whatever work. I have to admit one of the things that I do tend to do is in trying to get to know them so that we are having it be my passing on information to them, but it's not to make them a carbon copy of me, but to, to help them be the most awesome them that they can be. The world can which only is, handle which one is, of you. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> this is that, I mean, it says, says Russ White, where it could <laughs> not be more, more true for another individual <laughs> than Russ. So, 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 I mean, but, but it's, they, it's, it's, it's helping them become this awesomeness that is them. So what I want to know is I want to know where would they like to be six months from now on what we're working towards, Right. Um, and where do they want to be six months from now? Where do they want to be a year from now? You know, two years. And then admittedly, I would like to know, I will ask them to, as they are learning and seeing things for themselves, I think it's very, very 
possible, especially in the early stages of the careers, that that six month, one year and two year thing can change. And I, so I do ask them to be very cognizant of that uh, so that as we're moving along, all of a sudden it might be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Uh, yeah, I meant, I mentee a lot of people who are earlier in their career, like in their twenties. But try to make that specific, right? Squirrel. Because, I mean, yeah, because the, because the one thing that I've always just like, I don't know, does anybody else get this? You go into your manager for your one-on-one for the yearly one-on-one and they say, or into an interview, it's even worse than an interview. Where would you like to be in five years? I don't know. <laughs> How am I supposed Independently to wealthy and laying on yeah, the beach? You know. That's what you're looking for? Like, uh, yeah. But, but yeah. that's why I like, I like six months. I mean, yeah. I like six months. I like six months. I like one year. I like- Well, also, also be very specific about a particular, like, where do you want to be six months? You've come to me asking for help with X. Well, yeah, with I usually routing, have it in relation- right? to whatever the X is right. that you come to me with. Exactly. I want to be a routing expert. Okay, well, what does that mean to you? What is your, what is an intermediate goal that's going to get to being a routing expert? See, see I want to know their Everest. I, I want to know what it is. Like, what, what is it that you look at today and say, that's that's awesome. I'd love to do that, but I don't even feel like that's possible because I feel like my experience can help guide down that path. Right, right. 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 We've, we've broken this... We've broken those things down into small solvable problems in order to get where we are already in our career. So we know how to how to how to break that end goal down into individual steps. And it's important for them to to realize those individual successes along the way. Right. And so I think I think for me, I think the value that I can provide is helping them come up with that six month, one year and two year as it relates to a much larger goal, Um, because I found myself achieving things I didn't know I could achieve. Because I just managed to do the right things. And I, and I, I emulated some other people who did it before me. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that process works. We just slid right into the mentoring. Uh, yeah, that's all right. We'll just that's okay. That's we, okay. I just you know, to forget structure. The paper yeah, just went out fine, there. They, Yvonne, you were going to say something. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but that time is gone, no. so. <laughs> no, so. um. <laughs> I, so for me, my approach is not quite as structured. I, I feel like when I sit down and talk with somebody, I, it's really so much of what I find, and maybe this is the universe of people that I end up mentoring, is it's a you can do it. You know, there's so much fear and trepidation and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm talking to somebody who's been doing this for 20 years and I don't know how you get there. And a lot of it is just continuing to say baby steps baby steps do the do the next thing and keep at it and and I feel like that's part of the value of that relationship is just to be able to continue to say keep going like the trick is not quitting it's and and you're always going to feel like there's a next thing if if you're doing it right I mean you could get to the point where you're like oh I know everything I'm ever going to need to know and I'm happy and then you're going to become obsolete um, or you're going to retire and be on a beach somewhere. So, you know, one or the other, you know, but, but for, for me, so much of it is just this relational, you can do it kind of a thing. Well, I think, I, I think that kind of hints at something too. I think that as we talk about being a mentor, um, one of the things you have to fight and it's something we talk a lot about in this industry, probably maybe even a little bit too much, but I think it's generally an important topic. And that is this idea of imposter syndrome. Right. I think that we all kind of feel um, like 
like we haven't arrived. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, that's a good thing. I think that all people who are successful never feel like they've arrived. They always got something to work towards. Right. Like, and, and there's always somebody smarter and I'm just like trudging my way through. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to realize the value that we can provide. And so I'd be curious what your guys' take on that. So, I mean, uh, I still feel a little weird when people come and ask me for advice because I still feel like I'm figuring it out. You're just sharing. So to me, I've had to translate. Can you give me advice to can you share with me what your experiences are? Right. right. And, and that's the way you have I'm, to think about it. You I'm to, an expert in only one thing. Right. And I don't know what you bring to the table. So I don't even know if my advice is going to work for you. No. Oh, yeah. Go have, a, go, have a, go have a conversation with your boss and insist on a raise. So the only thing that I can share is my experience. <laughs> right. And I'm not an imposter in my experiences. So that's yeah. all that I can share. That's, that, that's exactly it. I, I, I definitely have, have suffered from um, imposter syndrome. I, I believe I'm probably the only person on the call that doesn't have a formal education. No, you're not. It's um, okay. Nope. <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> but, so, so going into places, you know, especially, you know, some of the, uh, uh, the large companies that I'm not going to mention um, and, and guys with PhDs that were working at the same, same level that I was. And I, I, I just felt how on earth did I ever land this position? Yeah. And oh my God, if they ever find out how stupid I am. There's one, there's one thing I've learned about, doing a PhD program. And that is, there are people who are way, way smarter than I am. <laughs> and I'm never, ever, ever going to be as smart as they are. That's just like off the realm of possibility. But see, I, the thing for me, and I think the thing that we have to realize is that, you know, ultimately every person is a culmination of their experiences. Yep. And so when someone is, when somebody is incredibly smart in one thing, those type of people, and I mean, there are rare exceptions to this. Those people tend to be very narrow. Right. They're very smart in that one thing because the culmination of their experience is built up to an absolute expertise in that one thing. And um, by the way, as a mentee, that's an important point to make is that you don't choose one mentor and stick with them for that. You pick a mentor per thing, as Denise, as Fish was saying, because you don't you want to be intentional about the shape of your knowledge. You don't want to be. Uh, right. And, and everyone's going to bring something different to the table. And you might have one general mentor that like, I think you should pick somebody who is who you want to be. Like I say, just generally, like not even technically, I'm just talking just generally, like they, they approach the world and I'm even talking about in your job, just in your life, they approach the world the way that you wish you approach the world. I want to pick up those traits. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you can, and you can have a relationship with them for a very long time, right? Because yep. changing patterns of behavior and all those things, that, that, that's long-term challenging things. The technical stuff is really quite short-term, right? The technical stuff is more about how did, you, how did you accomplish this thing? How did you get over this hurdle? How did you get as good as you are at what you do? And I think those will be more transient. Right. Those will be seasonal. Uh, you know, you'll get into those. And, and, and for both people, um, you know, because I, I just don't think that if you spend all your time, I mean, I don't know, Russ, I admire your routing skills. But if I spent my entire career pursuing your routing knowledge, right, like it's going to be pretty narrow for me. Like I'd rather do something else. And I know that you're much broader than that. So I'm not trying to pigeonhole you there. But you know what I'm saying? Like. Like it's, uh, I think you have to, like you said, be very intentional. You're still, about not the as, you're still not as old as I am, Jordan. 
<laughs> there's there's truth there yes still a long way to go um but i mean this is this is just one of those things that i think i think all competent people fight with because i feel like you it's hard to be competent without having some level of imposter syndrome and this and this i think i think, I think the thing is you just don't have to buy your own hype i mean trust me my wife keeps me really humble uh, <laughs> really I have, I have teenagers for that yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and so, you know, from, from my perspective, of course, there's the website and stuff like that. And Cisco, sometimes from a marketing perspective, might want to try to raise me up. And the thing is, it's just, you know, don't buy into, into your own hype. You yeah, know, I, mean, I think, that, I think there's both sides of that, though. I mean, like, I think, I think not buying into your hype is part of the problem, right? Other, other people ha- I think you have accomplished and done more than what you even think. No, 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 no. There's a difference between confidence and cockiness. Yeah. Right, yes. I agree with that. So, there's a great book, and I'm going to recommend a book, Yvonne. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Docker. I, I, never, I never read, so this is yeah. kind of control for me. Um, is The Power of Self-Forgetfulness. And I think yeah. that is the freedom point. of self forgetfulness. Yeah, that's yes. it. That's it. Yes. Sorry. See, I don't even. So, so Yvonne's going to recommend a book. That's Ron's right. Just going <laughs> to rip over the titles. What he's going to do? You can get it in an audiobook. I read it in a walk, or I listened to it in a walk one day. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not even that long, and it's so yeah. it's so good. Basically, don't pay attention to your hype. Don't pay attention to your hype when it's down or up. Just pay attention to what you're trying to get done tomorrow. Just do no. it, and that's the end of it. And so what? People look at your resume in 20 years and say, oh, my, how'd you do all that? Well, you know what? The coral wasn't built overnight. And you dive around the coral and you're like, wow, look how big that coral is and how beautiful it is. But you know what? It took hundreds of years to get there. And it takes a long time to get to the point where your resume is impressive. And by the time it's impressive, it's time to go retire and do something else anyway. And and I'll tell you, I'm not necessarily I, I, I. The web page has been around for a while. And just like Network Collective, we were talking about the fact that it takes work. You got to have dedication, right? You got to be putting stuff into that. And I have to be doing the work that I do at work. And I'm very pleased with the work that I've done. And I'm the best me that I can be. And that for me is every day was I the best me of who I am and what experiences I can bring. And at the same time, Jordan, because I've never been on a little island siloed without things. <laughs> She's feeling for you, Jordan. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because of that, I would have to go to Jordan to learn from him and ask your advice on things because I've never experienced them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Across the board, we can all learn something from other people. Well, and I think, I think most people who sign on to mentor, they, they really want to be helpful. And I think if you approach the world that way, whether it's in your own, you know, responsibilities or when it's your, with, whether you're mentoring, you can, if you approach it with, I want to be helpful, what can I add and bring to this situation? How do I help? It's not so much about, oh, well, do I really have anything to offer? But the other thing that I want to say that mentees may not realize is that you bring tremendous value to your mentors because you help them see a perspective that either they don't have or that they have long forgotten and and you help bring balance to their view of the world. And so 
don't underestimate what you bring to the table in that mentorship relationship. Your mentee will find it valuable too. It's not like you're just some information leech who's who's trying to to only take. If you come to the relationship honestly and you're sharing about your experiences, your mentor is going to get things out of that too. Definitely, I, I I can honestly say that I've probably learned more than than my mentees have from me, and, and they don't even know it. You know, it's, it's hard to express to them just how how much they make you by the Thanks. questions they ask, or or or, or the or the, they've got a different approach to things, especially in 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 the world that we live in and in, in the industry that we're in. Usually, there's 15 ways to do something, and I might have been doing things my way for the past 10 years because it's just how I learned and I, I go about to try to show somebody something and they went hey you know I've, I've never seen that before but it, you know look at how I do it I think you might like it better and all of a sudden hey I just learned something new and oh my gosh I wish I'd known that 15 years ago because it would have saved me so much time and I'm actually reading a book right now, Russ. It's called A More Beautiful Question. Um, and the book is really about how to ask good questions and the value of questioning. Um, and one of the points that the book makes is that it's the non-experts that usually ask the great creativity sparking questions because they don't have all those existing mental maps and constructs. And so their thought patterns aren't as set. And so those questions by folks who may not be experts may spark an entire new line of thinking that would not have existed otherwise. So we're kind of getting close to the end here. I I want to, before we finish up though, I kind of want to say like, how does, how does one find this relationship? So we've talked about it at work, but me being that guy on the Island, I didn't have that. So we've talked about some practical ways, kind of like seeking out people that you know, but like, have, have you approached somebody? Like, how do you approach them? Like, what is the thing that you do? Do you shoot them an email? Do you find them on social media? Like, how, how do you approach somebody? Do you find them at a conference? Or should it be a personal thing? Should they be in your region? Like, what should somebody do if you're looking for a mentor relationship? Like, practically, like, what's the first step? Same time, same time zone is often useful. That's not necessary, but it's often useful just to be practical. Um, I prefer that people approach me in a known area, like in a conference where I can meet them as a person face-to-face or on a Slack or something where I've been able to interact with them for a while. Um, This cold call I sometimes get on LinkedIn and other places, email where somebody just emails me or PMs me on LinkedIn and says, can you please be my mentor and nothing specific or anything? That doesn't tend to get much of an answer out of me just because... um, I just don't know who you are, honestly. So I'm, start start by know, building a relationship, even yeah, if it's start, a small one. But start by building a relationship small. of some kind. And, 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 and a lot of a lot of people that that just have it in their in their nature to be mentoring, um, just having uh, having that casual relationship can can lead, you know, subtly into a mentor mentee relationship, where where you. As a, as a mentor, you just you feel the urge to take this person under your wing and, and, and help them, even if they don't always have to ask. Sometimes I, you get I, have, I have adopted. <laughs> <laughs> You've also adopted mentors, as you talked about with Amy. I don't think you asked Amy anything. I, I think you just kind of like. <laughs> I didn't quite ask Amy. But no, you just kind of showed up and be like, I'm, I'm with you. 
Some, sometimes it just gets it just gets pushed on her, and she doesn't know it's coming until she's been given a session at Cisco Live. Well, there's yes. that too. Yeah, she was adopted by Russ. So I've I heard. was adopted by Russ. <laughs> I've adopted others. All right, guys. I think this is a, a good place to wrap it up. Um, but before we leave, I want to give everyone an opportunity to share, um, you know, just anywhere where they can be found online. Uh, Fish, we'll start with you since I know that you have uh, quite a list. I mean, even if it's just simple, an email address or a Twitter handle or something, just just where people can find you online find if they want to continue the conversation. At, if they can find me at uh, Networking with Fish. Uh, uh, dot com and my uh, emails there my twitter's there feel free to reach out that's the best um, place that's the hub that's it that's the all hub. Right. all right trey you anywhere online where people can find you uh really just linkedin that's fine awesome yeah. uh john i guess you can find me on uh twitter at silent comms um you can find me at op-sec.us and, of course, on LinkedIn. Excellent. And, uh, since, my, since I spell my name strangely, look at Russ's friends and just look for the one that, that's there. <laughs> <laughs> Your name will be spelled correctly on our show notes as well. So if you're looking for it, you can just copy it from there and, and search in LinkedIn or something. <laughs> yeah. I believe I'm the only one. With that spelling. <laughs> With that spelling, yeah. yeah uh, uh, that I've found on LinkedIn, at least. <laughs> All right, Russ. Yeah. yeah, it's not John, the one that spelled it. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, where can people find you? Um, Rule11.tech at Routing Geek. I've actually been logging into Twitter again every now and again at Routing Geek. Um, I'm on Instagram now, for what that's worth. I don't remember. Fancy. More social media? More social media. Oh, my God. That's a Facebook um, company for us. I know. I know. I know. know. It's terrible. Oh, my gosh. I just can't um, get into Instagram. I'm there, (laughs) but I just can't get there from here. (laughs) Instagram is like the medium of posting one picture. It goes to both places. (laughs) It's just a matter of finding the group where they're at. That's right. (laughs) Um, Well, LinkedIn, rule11.tech, and the network collective. There's this little place called the network collective I do. Okay. Yeah, you're around here every <laughs> once in a while. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another place they can find me out there is on the Network Collective Slack. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's right. Uh, Yvonne, how about you? Yeah, um, probably most reliable is LinkedIn or Twitter at Sharp Network. Um, I'm on the Network Collective Slack uh, as much as I can be, not as much as usual because the day job has been keeping me hopping, but uh, I'm around and, um, you know, reach out, be happy to talk about networking and virtualization and all kinds of fun stuff. All right. Uh, I'm at BC Jordan on Twitter, jordanmartin.net, obviously here at Network Collective. Um, if you've made it this far, listen to this whole show and you are looking for a mentor and you're just kind of at a loss, like seriously, just reach out um, either to me personally, to us at Network Collective on, on any of our accounts, which I'm going to share here in just a minute. Um, I, as, as Denise said, this is a big passion of mine. I like connecting people and, and helping people take those next step in their career. So if, uh, if you're looking for that in your own career, uh, do not be afraid. Send me a DM, send me an email, send me whatever. Um, I'm happy to engage in that and, and be matchmaker um, uh, in that. But uh, if you're looking for us, Network Collective, it's at uh, the networkcollective.com. We're at NetCollectivePC on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn, um, all the other social media places. I, we do have an Instagram account, but we never... Never post to it. I think we posted two or three pictures to it and it's done. So give I wouldn't follow it. Give it to Russ. Give it to Russ. Yeah, Russ is the big Instagram guy now. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Russ, Russ manage that account now. But uh, we're all those places. Uh, it's been brought up and, and Fish has pitched it plenty adequately without me ever 
you can do it. Apparently I need to write her a check after this, but if, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't checked it out yet, you should check out uh, the network collective community membership. Uh, you can find more info, information for that at the network slash join. Uh, lots of great uh, exclusive content for our members and just an amazing Slack where we do a lot of this informal mentorship um, as a group. Uh, quite, quite a few conversations, a lot of um, back and forth about stuff that's just going on in a career, stuff that's going on tech, with technology, just uh, absolutely amazing conversations. I'm in there every single day and I'm impressed every single day. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, hopefully you got something out of this episode and we will see you next time.